Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. Yes, sir. And today, we're covering Way of Kings, chapter 35 to 41. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we actually jump into it, uh, for those of you who only listen to our book episodes, you did not catch the update on our podcast that we had brought up last week when we were talking about Expanse. Um, we are changing up the way that... Uh, the way that we do things here at the keepers of the book where we will no longer be providing a very detailed summary chapter by chapter, episode by episode. The reasoning for that being that I would say a grand majority of you who listen to our episodes have either read or watched the relevant material. Um, So you don't really need us to give a play by play punch by punch account of everything that happened what ends up happening is that we're just going to go through this uh the summaries and then we're kind of just rehashing what we've already experienced and then that kind of cuts into the uh analysis opinion and predictions uh parts so this way it puts less pressure on us it creates a hopefully more cohesive uh easier to listen to podcast episodes and yeah i think in a way we could honestly also cover more chapters because previously we've more for the book episodes we end up having to kind of limit ourselves on amount of chapters that we can read even if we have time to read like let's just say 10 chapters right i won't do that because covering 10 chapters for the episode if we're rehashing play by play everything becomes really long (laughs) So this will hopefully uh, mean that, you know, maybe we can start picking up the pace as far as the uh, episodes and the, uh, the, the, the chapters that we're going to assign ourselves to read. So we hope that the uh, changes are preferable and you guys like them. If you don't, you know, as always, the discord channel is always available for you guys to give your feedbacks. If you don't like, um, this new style of doing things, but so yeah, let us know. Anyways, on to the relevant material. Chapter 35 to 41. Um, I'll be honest with you. This section didn't really wow me for the most part. There was some really cool stuff, especially at the end there with Kaladin's father. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kaladin saw a face during the storm. What face do you think that is? I mean, you'd have to assume that it's one of the shards. I mean, you'd have to assume that or it's the sprint. Okay. So and we and we I don't know if we had an agreement on what the sprint were. Do you think that the sprint are like kind of like how the mist was for preservation? Do you think yeah. that Okay. Yeah, I think so it's, I think it's similar. That, yeah, so even if it is a spren, it's still something like a divine-like being. I think mm-hmm. this is the Stormfather that they keep talking about. Yes, I, I think I think it's definitely. So, um, so anyways, Bridge Four finds him alive, and then Teft sees that Sphere has no Stormline in it. So I and he knew he knew he gave. Yes. So the, the 
implication there is that he gave him this sphere with Stormlight in it, and he probably used Stormlight during the storm to uh, protect himself. Okay, so my question to you is, let's just say I drain a sphere of Stormlight, right? Mm -hmm. Can I take it back, that same sphere, can I take it back into the storm, a high storm, Mm -hmm. and charge it again? Kind of like a rechargeable battery. Right. Do you think that's possible? Like, the, say that it one more time for me. Like, so like, let's just say, like, you know how Kaladin here, he had a sphere. Right. He drained it of Stormlight because presumably he used it to channel a magic. Right. So after I've drained it, do you think that if I take it into a high storm again, could I recharge that sphere? Yes. With, okay. That's, so that's how they recharge their spheres, isn't it? Well, to my understanding, they, I don't know, I think they just go in and get more spheres. I don't, to my understanding, because there's not a lot of surge binders. To my understanding, that way of magic has essentially been lost to the world. So, yeah, I don't think that they ever actually drain the stormlight from the spheres, to my understanding, anyways. But. What do you mean? Because there's no one that, other than Zeth, uh, we haven't seen anyone do surge binding, I guess, other than Kaladin as well. As, as far as to, yes, yes, right. And, and so the way I thought means... about it is that you don't see, like, when you hear about spheres in the spheres in the book, they're either charged or they're dull. Yes, they never say that they're out. Right. And when it comes to Kaladin, they end up becoming dull. Yeah, they because end up becoming he, dull. he drains them. He so drains that's them. so that's why I don't. Like, I don't think that the common populace ever has to deal, quote unquote, with charging the spheres because they don't have any magic users to drain the spheres in the first place. Right. That's what so, I think. So what about the Yasna thing? Ooh. What What about? Yeah, yeah, I guess all casters. I guess, no, you're right. I guess there are. <laughs> I'm dumb. I didn't even, my mind didn't even, like, go that far. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know that there's different kinds of magic to my understanding because you got do have like the surge binders, like how what Zeth used to kill Gavilar, right? So, I know there's something there, but regardless, um, so Shalon can't get herself to steal, and then Yasna gives her the push that she needs. I mean, how nice of her, right? So yeah. Yasna takes Shalon out. And she's like, oh, we're going to do a philosophical experiment. And then she just massacres some thugs that she initially or intentionally baited out. Right. Right. Well, you and... figure out a little bit later that she intended when she like tried to give her the. Um, the less the less. I mean, that's a tough lesson to learn for, especially for somebody that's sheltered and, and like the violence isn't their normal. Oh, you yes. know. I don't know. I. I feel like I mean she learned she learned a lesson, but you know, it, at what cost? You know. I agree. I agree. So, I. Okay, so this is and this is a philosophical discussion that's been going on in the real world for. I imagine it's been going on for centuries. Right. And me and you are not gonna solve it either, assuming that we even are on the opposite ends of the spectrum here. Essentially, what, what happens, like, like, right, because she kills the thugs, and Shalon 
is like, well, you baited them to commit the crime. And so like, were they really at fault? Right. Yeah. Were they really at fault? And on top of that was killing them the right thing to do. You know, if you, because she, uh, and then Yasna responds with, do you really think that they were going to, if I scare them off, do you really think that they were going to become reformed citizens afterwards? Right. Um, so this is, uh, I mean, and I myself am split on that line of thinking, right? Like I think on a certain level, depending on the crime, I could understand, I could see the uh, Yasna's um, explanation, her 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 way of justifying her actions of killing them, right? Right. If they were doing something very heinous, but if it was just something as simple as, and it's still wrong, stealing, then you know maybe killing them is not exactly like it's not a proportionate what response. To do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Shalon's like got shook by this and at this point this is what pushes her to steal now okay so this is this is an interesting question that popped in my head a couple days ago do you think that Shalon was actually really shook by this to the point that pushed her to steal or was she looking for a reason to oh she's looking for a reason that's what i thought too i I felt like she was looking for some crack in yasna's character to allow herself to give herself the justification to steal from Yasna. Right. Um, that, I think that, that holds a lot of truth. I mean... I agree. So, uh, there was a couple more um, flashbacks. Hasina, Kaladin's mother, teaching uh, Kaladin that the Sprint are in everything. Right. I think like that that's, that's a relevant detail. That seems like a detail that he intentionally sprinkled in there. Uh, and there's going to be some massive reveal later, and that's going to be. Oh yeah, I mean, I there would be no way that the magic system and the sprint are not connected at the hip. There's no way. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, I I still haven't really come to terms with um or made up my decision that the spren are separate from other magic like as in there are two gods kind of like preservation and ruin i wonder if there are two gods here one that is represented by the spren the other that's represented by uh, the storms i guess i don't know um yeah. but there i agree with you there's something here i just do not have the details to crack it um i mean we have a few details, but they're so sporadic that there's no connection being able to, like, you can't make that connection. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no full set of details that points, like, they don't just come out and say it. So, like, we're yeah. going to have to put it together, but eventually realize that half of it's probably right and we're probably wrong on the other end. Yep. Um, so, Lyrin, we find out that Lyrin does... He did, in fact, steal from High Lord Wisito, I think his name was. Yeah, Wisito. Yeah, Wisito. 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 Pasito. Placebo. Uh, Yes. So that he did, in fact, actually steal the spheres from him. And his justification, there's a lot of justification that happened in this uh, section. His justification for stealing was that he was going to give it to me anyways. But he became so delirious towards the end of his life that he didn't make the final stamp. Um, 
So Oops. your your opinion, Jordan? Do you think that that was right or wrong? Is such a black and white word to use? But do you think he was justified? I mean, I would say yeah. I'll be honest with you. I agree. It's kind um, of what he was like. You he, verbally explained to somebody that you were going to do something for them if certain ram, ram, or certain parameters were met, and that weren't the parameters met. So you would think that. Yeah, that still holds water, right? Like it's, yes, I agree with you. Um, we know Larian to be a good person, right? Like he doesn't cheat anyone. He doesn't even charge for his services. Right. Uh, he provides a very very useful like service to his community. Right, because not everybody's a surge binder and can heal themselves. Yeah, exactly. So he he's and I trust him when he says that the High Lord Wisto was going to give him the spheres anyway. So I'm like, then I I don't really see the problem in that. And yeah, like what is the issue? Like why why is there such? Yeah, and 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 again, I think it's just because you know you have a little power and you want to hold on to it, meaning that. He wanted those, yeah. He didn't think that he could take those spheres. You know what I mean? Do you think Kaladin was being naive there, in like at how shocked and shook he was with his father's like um, actions? I guess. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, he's a kid. I mean, he he just I, doesn't quite see the bigger picture, possibly, or he. I, I guess, but like I was also, I was kind of annoyed with him. You think? I was annoyed with Kaladin, yeah, because I was just like, and I, I agree with what you're saying that he's a kid, you know, and as kids, you kind of have this certain, uh, like, my parents are right about everything. My parents are good. Everything my parents are doing is the right way of doing things, right? Because right. when you're a kid, that's just you see it day in and day out whatever your parents say, they're right about everything, right? So now all of a sudden, it's kind of like a rude awakening, I guess, for Kaladin, which happened. And he's not, but the thing is, he's not that young. Right. right? He's still uh, early to mid-teens, I think, at this point. So it's just, I don't know. I I thought he was a little bit too naive for my liking, um, but I also know he's a little very self-righteous, Right, and seems to be so. He's like, no, this is strictly not the right thing to do. Blah blah. blah. So and here's I, and the problem is, is that like, yes, like he's speaking in theory and in, in a philosophical term, but like, you know, sometimes that just doesn't translate to the real world situation, and you have to understand that sometimes it's not fair. It's you're just going to get the suck. I agree. Um, but I don't know it. What what do you think? Like, what's your opinion on these flashbacks to Kaladin's younger, like, past life? Um, the I don't know. They're they're gonna hold a lot of weight here soon. So, who am I to say? But but so far you're not. So super far I'm not. Them. Yeah, I'm not super like. Oh yeah, another. Another TN. I think like, me and you great. are in the same uh, same boat so far in everything on this episode because I agree. Like every time his, 
I, I was excited at first because I usually love flashback uh, chapters for right. a lot of books and TV shows and whatnot. But I'm and reading then, this. And coming like, from me, like, and, always yeah, liking and, filler. I love filler. So, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but again, I'm not getting – it just doesn't do it for me. You know. No, like, I dude. agree. I, I, And it's weird because this isn't even filler. Like, you can tell that this is very relevant. But yeah, to, char- just, to the Kaladin's character development. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, the whole TN thing, like you said, there's for sure something there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just it just doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Um, right, and I, 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 I just think we're, we're yeah, we agree and. I think that it's going to pay off and we're going to see it pay off as in like our visualization of the character and the backstory and lore that we get from the character on why he's making the decisions for us to get closer to the character. But right now, yeah, I'm not enthused. So, so Kaladin, when he, when he's waking back up, he sees like a vision of this white figure holding a sword, fighting something off. Um, my current, like, interpretation of that is that that's, that's his life, essentially, his, him mentally fighting off death. So it's like him kind of coming to terms with the fact that I want to live. Right. I could be wrong, and it could be actually something like, I don't know, uh, something god related something divine and it's his soul fighting off like the literal um personification of death Mm -hmm. but yeah i I, I think i think it's more of a mental thing personally yes how i see it absolutely i mean again i think kaladin his character development we still have a lot to see of his of why he got to where he was you know, we have a lot to digest no, there, there. There's something we still are missing that big, big piece of the puzzle, the elephant in the room as to like what the hell happened. Like he was going to go to college, right? At one Cabron, point, we were like, yeah. oh, he was going to go to become a surgeon, but then it's clear that he didn't want to. He wanted to be a warrior. But then later we find out that no, he actually did like grow up and say, I want to be a surgeon. But then so something happened again right. that flipped him either by necessity or something changed his mind again back to become aware but anyways teft teft is part of a group called the and this is the and envy seekers and i wanted to call them the avengers um but it's it, it's some sort of religious group and they have some knowledge, and it seems like he was part of it. Like he was, he was grown up, like raised in that religious upbringing. Yes. But he kind of yes. like doesn't believe in it. But now that he kind of sees, he, he still doesn't necessarily believe in it. But he sees like an example of its uh, reality. I guess. Sure. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. So it's uh... a. <laughs> this is. I don't know. There, there's something here, and I, I, I wonder. I want to know more about Teft's backstory now. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't even care about Kaladin's backstory anymore. Now I want to see Teft's. And this is yeah. all about um, epic fantasy, man. There, you give off so many little hints and clues. I just like, 
I want to absorb all, all of it. it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Teft, obviously, I would consider Teft like one of Cowden's better friends at this point in the story. So he yeah. definitely plays a role. Yeah. I, I wonder how long they're going to survive, though. I, that's that'll be one of those things that see i don't know because again are they going to kill kaladin kaladin's name is too close to that kalak guy's name to like not be slightly important just from the name so it's funny you say that because on the discord one of the guys i think it was retro he actually said exactly that that it, it is now i don't know if it's like you know like how we name our kids after certain kings or great people in history, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, I'm not saying that everyone does that for other kids. I'm just saying that like sometimes people name their kids after certain people in history, but the names will be modified for their culture or for their language. Or right. sometimes the names themselves could be a little bit lost to history, right? Uh, so, I mean, if so, tens of thousands of years have passed, which I think it was exactly 10,000 years have passed, uh, since Kalak's time, that means that that name could have easily been um, changed slightly. You know, for every thousand years, the name changes a little bit. That's ten changes to the name that could get you very easily to Kaladin. I mean, so. right, and it could have been a popular name. So, like, yeah, yeah, it, it's like just ben. one of those like things that just kind of came back around, but didn't get the meaning, the old meaning. Yep. So, anyways, um, we jump back to Shalon, and she's drawing a dead guy in a pool of, I think, <laughs> blood. And I have no idea who the hell this guy is. Um, do you have any? Her dad. Is it her dad? I, I thought be. it was her dad. At for, for a be. split second, for whatever reason, I thought it was Gavilar. Hey. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. But uh, I jumped back to her dad as well. Um. But, hey, that yeah. Gavilar thing holds some weight in my no, mind. No, no, that Gavilar thing we do not know enough about. Hundred percent, I guarantee you, we're gonna get another POV chapter from someone else's POV of that event. I guarantee you. I mean, you to be honest with you, you, you're not wrong. I mean, like I would tell you, you're wrong if you were wrong, but you're not wrong. You know, like that's a that's a given. Yeah, once they figured it out. I, I don't think it's a given in the sense of like they made it obvious, but I think it's a given in the sense of like they put so much mystery surrounding that one event, and there's so much that's like that's writing on that one event, right? Like their entire war is happening be- because of be- because of Gavilar's death, right? Like I the agree. whole war against the Prashendi. So uh, this five year long campaign hinges on that one event, and if that event has more sussy things to it <laughs> is that what you call it sussy yeah that too uh then you know it's like i i i should pick my words carefully here in fictitious works i love political maneuverings when it comes to war and false oh. flag wars and like yep. you know wars false uh fought on false pretenses because it's just you know, and I think a lot of things don't do a good enough job displaying how devastating 
war is, not just on the soldiers or on the land, but like the aftermath of it. Right. When, when you have a war, that's already dev- if, like even if it's a perfectly viable war, right? Like he invaded me or whatever. But when you have a war that's fought on a false pretense, like could you imagine what that does to the psyche of the people? I mean, nothing beneficial. Yeah. I, like you lose all the, I don't know, the goodwill, I guess, of your people. I think that's, like, a, I think that's a good way to put it. Right? Like anytime you ask your people for something again, I mean, if you're a monarchy, it doesn't matter too, too much. Although you just can't get away with that forever. But right. If you're, but if you're a monarchy, uh, then you have a little bit more of a leeway, but even then, not so much, man. You know, we see monarchies fall throughout history because of uh, they've overextended their their reach. Right. But anyways, I'm I'm getting off track here. Uh, we could go down that road forever. Yeah. 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 We can. Um. So, Shalon, she has the 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 soulcaster. Soul but she doesn't know how to use it. And so she goes to Cobsol to get training. At least... Uh, what did you call him? Cobsol. Capsule. Okay. Capsule, yeah. Um, I, I think he manipulated her. I think, I think he, he's a, he, something's going on with that dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust him. I really don't. Ever since uh, Yasna said that, like, has he, tr- uh, you know, tried to get you to steal from me? I was like... Okay, he's in on it. He's in on it. Like I bet you I bet you he tries to do like I don't know, I bet you he tries to See my thing is is that like somebody like I guess more so in that like his frame of mind just seems like he's trying to get around. Yeah, I think I I'm trying to What do you think he's trying to get though? You think he's trying to get know. a soulcaster as well? Because that'd be nutty. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think Yasta knows something. You think he did something bad, and he's holding, she's holding it over his head? No, I think she has information or something that they want, as far as like non-material wise, <laughs> a location, um, something like that. Like, where's Gavilar's body, or? Where's the um, where's Gavilar's shard blade? Like something like that. Gavilar's shard blade. Doesn't he have it? Um, the king. I forget his name already. Uh, what uh, I no, his name? I don't think so. Renarin. Um, God dang it! What is his name? I thought Zeph picked it up. Did he? Um. I guess you're right. We never did get a official, um, uh, like explanation. I sure. thought Zeph picked it up. Could be right. That's just me. I mean, again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, huh? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Though, like that's um, that's something we have to look at now because, you know, it's like, what is capsule after to the point? Like, is it worth it? Because you know. If something happens to Yasna, like, like somebody's gonna come after him. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I wonder if he's part of the same group, Copsaw. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's part of the same group uh, that yeah, uh, Shalon's father and their, what's called their steward, I think, was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if he, he's part of the same group because that would be <laughs> the plot thickens kind of moment. Um, yeah, like, why, why wouldn't he be, though? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't he be? Well, we don't know what that group is about and what their motivations and uh, goals are. And who I mean, knows? Maybe Kopsal being the religious type, he could be part of a group that's countering that group. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Anyways. Well, yeah, and again, we don't know all the factions at play yet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. literally, we don't because oh, there's yeah. hidden factions. So, oh, I mean, yeah. with that information, you know, Capsule could be a part of one of those hidden factions that we have no knowledge of. Yeah. Oh, yes. I 100% agree with that. Um. So, anyways, Kaladin is worried at this at this point he's woken up and whatnot and he's worried that and i don't i'm a little split on this but anyways he's worried that he's not going to be able to provide the bridge crew like with the freedom that he was expecting and i'm, I'm to be honest i was kind of surprised by this i thought that he was just getting the bridge crews to be happy just for the sake of being happy i didn't think his intention was that he would eventually get out yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, I, I'll be honest with you. When I, when I saw that, I was like, you're kind of a fool then if you thought that they were going to let you off. Like, at all. Right. And, you know, I think, I, I mean, I think, I just think he had his hopes and they were smashed because he's starting to realize that you know it's it's not going to end well so like i'm going to keep him alive as long as i can but it's it's going to be terrible yep yeah yeah this is uh i don't know and he seems to be slipping back into depression and this part i actually did like right so a lot of uh people when they watch when they consume you know fiction right they want their characters to go through a growth and i agree with that and obviously everyone loves that, but what they don't like is when they slip back. And I, I think that that's, I like that personally because I know that that's really realistic for most people. Most people, their growth is not a line pointing upwards. It's exactly. more of a wave of like you get better, then you start slipping back down, then you catch yourself and you start getting better again. And maybe you might relapse super hard for a couple of weeks, maybe in a couple of months and you go back mm -hmm. up again. That's how life and that's how growth is, is it's not just like, Oh, I'm get, I'm, I quit drinking and then you start to get better and then you just keep going. Like some people, sure they can do that, but not, that's not the case with everybody. It really isn't. Um, yeah. And if you think like thinking that is, is like, I'm not saying everybody's naive. I'm saying that it is naive to think that, you know, you're just going to all of a sudden just be this amazing godly saint of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, okay, and we're going to get off track here, but I do really want to talk about this. Uh, this is one of the things that people did not like at all about uh, Star Wars, uh, The Last Jedi, because a lot of people didn't like how in... The Last Jedi, they showed that he was uh, the, the the Luke Skywalker, right? 
went back to being this, uh, I don't know what the right word is, a hermit. Yeah, a hermit who lacked hope and kind of gave up on the the belief of the Jedi. And he was kind of like a stubborn old kind of like he was kind of like whiny. Right. And he was he was a bit stubborn in his ways when he was younger, too. People didn't like that. There was the same thing again that he went back. And I, I, I like that personally because I thought that was really it was true growth. Yeah, I, I felt that was true growth. Now, granted, we didn't see why, you know, we didn't get to see what led him to that point. But, that, you know, it's kind of hard to do when you got 20 some years into the future, 30 years. Right. Uh, but I like that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, and I like that here, too, where Cal- with Kaladin, he he was supposedly going to kill himself at the end there. Right. Yeah, right. When, uh, at the end of one of those chapters when he walked into the chasm. Mm-hmm. So, him just turning around, being good and being permanently good, I don't agree with. Now, granted, no, yeah, if I, yeah. sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, it's just one of those things that you're just not, you just don't, you're just not go back. You don't go back to good right away. Yes. You know what I mean, like you're yes. saying, you just don't go back to perfect right after having all that trouble. Yep. Uh, and Sanderson, I really hope this is not a case. Where it's like, oh, because, you know, there's five books total for the Stormline arc. I hope it's not a case where, like, for the next five books, he's just doing this. I don't think that's what he's going to do anyways. But because then at that point, that's just lazy writing. That becomes like The Walking Dead where you're just rehashing the same conversations over <laughs> Don't and over. bring that show up. <laughs> um, I remember when Walking Dead was, like, the biggest thing on TV. Oh, Game of Thrones. Mouth, just quit. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, I mean, let's just two seconds on that one. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Walking Dead, if it would have ended and not done all the nonsense that it did, it would have been fine. My wife started watching it again, and she ended up really liking it. So, well, you know what? Dang it! But I, but my wife is also. Well, I mean, you're kind of like that too. My, uh, my wife is uh, pretty easy to impress with certain things, so. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But anyways, uh, so another flashback. Kaladin and Liren are taking care of Roshone, the new Bright Lord, and his son, Rilir, who were attacked, or not attacked. They got injured during a, I and think a it was a hunt. Yeah, yeah, it was a hunt. A boar? And no. What? I said some monster, and I was like, I need to remember this, but It was some spren thing, I think. Yeah. Um, Wait. What, was no, it? no, was it his friend? No, it was something else. It, they were on actually on a hunt, though. Yeah, it was. It was I don't know. I, I don't yeah. want to say anything and get it mixed up with House of the Dragon that I'm currently watching. Oh um, my god, good stuff. That is a good show. Um, good. But anyways, <laughs> Kaladin and Lyrin are caring for him, and it, but they realize that Riller is beyond saving. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. so Riller dies. And at this point, but Roshon doesn't see it. Uh, they had to knock him out. So obviously, you know, he's going to be very not happy. Upset, yep. And I mean, again, he's going to be unhappy, but if there's nothing he can do, like that's just the reality. Yeah, but you know that he's going to blame Liren for sure. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. 
So uh, Kaladin catches Lyrin. Uh, he like he can cut his artery, which would kill Roshon. And then Lyrin like hesitates, like he's like thinking about it, but then he decides, you know what, I'm not gonna do it, and just moves on. And I don't know. I I he he said that like leaving people to die is the same as killing them. And I don't agree with that. I don't. No. I mean, he he just caused himself a heck of a lot of trouble not doing that. Yeah. And I I, I obviously I'm not saying that he should have cut his artery, but he when he was knocked out, he maybe shouldn't have helped them. No, but, I mean, I think I think he should have just gone ahead and went through with it. And I know, like, I'm this moral high ground type person, be the bigger person. But, like, you know, I say that in today's society. But back then, like, not saying back then as it was in the real time, but in that time setting, time frame, whatever, like, yeah, he probably should have done it because that dude's going to make his life suck. Yeah, that that's that's exactly right, right? Like, he just, I don't... If you're weighing, like, look at all, all the damage and pain and suffering that he's caused your own family directly. Right. He's turned your entire community against the only doctor that that community has. But that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why would you not? It's almost like you're doing something for the greater good at the risk of your own soul. In, in layman's terms, like, you're risking your own soul, per se. For the fact that you're like, all right, this this guy sucks. He needs to not really be around. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's naive, crude. No, I don't know. But I know that, I don't know, just the way that Sanderson depicted this character that he's saving now, it's just, you know, that's the kind of person that ends up getting taken out in the worst way. <laughs> so it's almost like you're doing him a favor. I mean, I don't know. This one... This kind of bugged me, and I. But for what it's worth, it seems like Kaladin doesn't just take Larian's word for it, and like just agrees with him, like most kids would with their parents. Right. So that yep. was kind of cool to see. Um, there's a couple quotes that I wanted to touch on. Both happen in chapter thirty-six. Um, considering what I've done before, she thought this is nothing. It wouldn't be the first time she betrayed someone who trusted her. Ah, who is she talking about? This is Shalon, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So, who is she talking about? I, I mean, dude, I just keep relaying everything back to her father, but it has to be her brother. You think it's her brother? Some, some brother of some sort, or or her father. So, like, we really only have those two options because she just met Yasna, and we know what she's done to Yasna. Yeah. But we haven't met the other portion, like, we haven't met anybody in her other section of her life that we haven't even literally dug into yet. We just get snippets. Right. And then the other thing was also, again, same chapter, Shalon blinked philosophy. What good is that? Isn't it the art of saying nothing with as many words possible? I thought that was hilarious because for those who don't know, Jordan is more into philosophy and I'm not really at all. And I thought, I want, I wish I was there to see your reaction when you read those words. <laughs> Well, I usually take everything with a grain of salt. So, like the yeah. aha moment, I wouldn't. I would never have like an aha moment. It'd be more like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I feel you. Well, I just thought that was kind of funny to <laughs> touch on. I thought I thought you might have enjoyed that line. Did it did it get you like that? Ha, huh? yeah, I get it. I get it. Did oh, it get you yeah. Like that? Yeah, I actually listened to that line too. So I was like, I was like, mm-hmm, whatever. I'm just bleh. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, I understand where you're coming from. Sometimes most people that are into philosophy and things of the such are very preachy. <laughs> yeah, I tend not to be. Most no, no, it's good though. But anyways, that'll about do it from us for that episode. Next time we'll be covering chapters 42 to 47. Um, I believe there's a couple of chapters in there that are a little longer than usual. So I know last episode we talked about that we would, um, you know, declare, so to speak, which episodes we will be covering for the next Expanse um, episode of the podcast. But we do have a surprise for you guys. We're actually going to be temporarily, very temporarily, putting Expanse on hold because we're going to be covering House of the Dragon. Now, I know three episodes so far have already come out of House of the Dragon. So what what we're going to do is by the time the next episode comes out, we are going to cover every episode from the first to, which will be at that point, the fourth episode of House of the Dragon. And we're going to talk about that. And then moving on in the future, I think we'll be covering two episodes uh, per podcast episode. So once we're done with that season, then we'll jump right back into um, The Expanse. But we just thought Mm -hmm. that since such a big fantasy show is going on at the time, it just doesn't make much sense for our podcast of all podcasts to just skip out on it. Right. So like I said, next time uh, for the next week, sorry, that the episode's going to air, you guys are going to get... Um, our thoughts on House of the Dragon Season 1, Episodes 1 through 4. And then, like I said earlier, about Way of Kings, Chapters 42 to 47. So until next time, thank you, everyone. Peace.